like I said, I had a really big moment where I was like, this just doesn't like make my soul happy anymore to like just be a sexy body. Welcome to the podcast by Mikhail Alphon. What's up, socialites, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, I am super pumped on this episode, but this one in particular because today our guest is actually dominating the beauty and lifestyle blogger scene out here in Orange County, California, and she's going to share with us how she moved from being recognized as just a model to being one of the dominating forces in mommy and parenting influencership. And what I respect about her more than anything is the fact that she is absolutely self-made. She learned how to code her website herself, how to market herself, how to position her brand to secure partnerships with companies that she actually cares about and believes in. And I think it's something that we can all learn from. But before I speak too much, Caitlin, why don't you say what's up to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, so my name is Caitlin Ansari. Um, Some of you might know me as Cupcake, which is my nickname from college. Um, I'm a lifestyle blogger, beauty blogger. Um, I have a passion for fashion and just all around health, wellness, and being an entrepreneur. A passion for fashion. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I like that. Rolls off the tongue, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it looks like you've been in the game for a long time. We've had a chance to get to know each other a little bit. But how, like, how did you get into the, you know, kind of the world of social media influence and blogging? Yeah, I've definitely, I've been in the industry for a while. Um, I started when I was about 17 when I did my first photo shoot because I really wanted to be a model. And from there, I, you know, went to college and got involved with Monster and I really had a excitement for marketing. So I did marketing all through college and kind of from there just saw that social media was up and coming. So when I was about 21, starting out with Monster, I was like, I'm going to start using social media as like my brand and my business. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to post, you know, silly, stupid things. I'm going to post things that are like on brand and, you know, really letting my audience start to get to know me through social media and come to find out, you know, now social media is huge. So I kind of built my following early on just thinking this might be something. For sure. And for context for the audience, you mentioned you were saying how when you were 21, my mom told me it's rude to ask a girl how old she is. (laughs) However, how old are you now? I am 29. I'll be 30 in May. So this was really like as Instagram was getting started, because it's only been around for like eight or nine years, right? Yeah. So I actually, um, when we'd go out of town for like trips and like monster stuff, the girls would actually come to my room and ask me for like social media help. Like they'd be like, oh, what is Instagram? Like what is, um, you know, the hashtags and all this kind of stuff. And um, I think monster still uses the initial hashtag that I made, which is like, Monster Girl Monday. So, um, you know, to kind of be like the front runner and stuff like that is was kind of cool. For sure. So uh, that's actually really interesting to me because now I feel like like growing an audience on social media in general is much more difficult than, you know, let's say 2010 when you were like messing around with that type of stuff. Like what was like 
what sparked this thing in your head where I was like, wow, I'll actually use this to grow my audience. Cause it wasn't even really a like, personal brand. Wasn't a thing like back then. Right. Um, I think I just knew that a model was going to have like a time frame. Mm-hmm. like, you know, by the time you're 25, like there's replacements for you. <laughs> um, you know, so I really wanted to conduct myself as a business yeah. and kind of give myself more longevity yeah. in the industry. And, you know, it turns out that from doing that, I was able to transition to a mommy blogger right. and, you know, now the possibilities are endless basically like i've extended my career a good 10 more years yeah what was it about modeling that you wanted to get involved in that in the first place um i don't i mean it was a childhood thing you know Mm -hmm. like it was always very glamorous to be a model or an actress or um you know just kind of in the industry and so i'm really stubborn in that aspect so you know i kind of set a goal and i was like i could you know i'm not gonna give up on it um and so i just kind of kept going with it and it kind of was a hobby and it was kind of a childhood goal and it just turned into this still doing (laughs) it which is awesome yeah yeah so in high school were you on myspace and and like using that as more of like a like a branding tool as well? MySpace definitely was not, but I was like a coding genius. Really? Oh yeah. Like (laughs) I knew how to do like my backgrounds and like put music and like I would write like HTML code. (laughs) I'm like, man, if I still knew that, like I could be, you know, a coder. I know. I know. It's so crazy. It's so valuable now. We should have been paying attention. Before it was just like, I need this background to be pink. Mine was actually pink on MySpace. Okay. I need this to be pink. So I focused all that instead of thinking like, hey, maybe I could do this for other people in the future. I didn't really get that bug. Yeah. With like (laughs) the web codes for the colors and like, I'm like, man, that was like prime. (laughs) So I think that you're making a mark in, in Orange County, really. I think it's become a little bit part of your brand, correct? Yes. Yeah. Did you grow up around here? I did. I grew up in Orange. Okay. Of Orange County. So. Orange of Orange County. Correct. All right. And um, where'd you go to high school? I went to El Medina. And then I went to Chapman and Orange Coast College and finished at Cal State Fullerton. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in high school, were you already like kind of on this path to, um, were you already on this path to start modeling? Or I know that you were a cheerleader before that as well. Like, was there something in dance or anything like that that you wanted to pursue? So when I was in high school, um, I actually got, I did something for Fantastic Sam's and nice. got like a feature in Seventeen Magazine. And people actually made fun of me. What? Like they were like, oh, that's so stupid that you're like in a magazine. And I was like, wait, what? Like I thought that was cool. Yeah. So it's just, um, it's interesting how high school was so I kind of hit like I didn't really promote that I wanted to be a model I think because it was such like a far-fetched goal that people were like oh you're stupid but um in high school I started the dance team Mm -hmm. and then I also did cheer and I actually really wanted to be a nurse I wanted to be a pediatric nurse um but then as you know in high school I got dropped in cheerleading yeah so tell us a little bit about that though because I don't think the <laughs> listener knows about that yeah so I was a cheerleader um 
And then at the homecoming game, I got dropped yeah. and was like millimeters away from being paralyzed. And so I had to, you know, have extensive surgery. Um, I had my L5S1 fused. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I basically had to start learning how to walk again. I I had a walker and I had like a back brace and I had tennis balls on the back of the walker. So my girlfriends all called me Nana. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was just, um, it was a little brutal. But from there, I wasn't able to go to Cal State Long Beach where I had a scholarship. I had so like a partial. So this was your senior year. Yeah. You got dropped. Homecoming, which is the beginning of the year, right? Right. So your whole senior year, you're like essentially trying to learn how to walk and then. Yeah. Um, so you go to Long Beach? because I just had back surgery and mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I can't be, I don't feel comfortable like going to a new place and like being in the dorms. Sure. And so I went to OCC so I could kind of stay home and still like rehab. And, um, from there, that's where I found my, like my enjoyment for marketing. Yeah. So it was one of the first classes I took at OCC and it was like, radio and tv marketing or something like that and uh yeah it just totally changed my course yeah instead of being a nurse i went into marketing you want to know something funny what i was a nurse in what 19 20 21 years old really yeah, i was in lvn i was in classes to get my rn so okay I, uh you know pacific college around here it's right across the street you might not but it's a okay. vocational school for nursing but I, w- I was a nurse, and now I'm in marketing. So oh, my gosh. We have something in common. We're <laughs> kind of on that same path. <laughs> <laughs> a little different. A little different. Are you going to be a mom blogger, too? Maybe a dad blogger. Okay. <sighs> I hope Alexa doesn't hear that. Not for a couple <laughs> of years. <laughs> Not for a couple of years. Um, but, okay, so you were studying marketing, but then you ended up, how did you get picked up by Monster and that whole path, you know, how did that path, like, take off? So that was actually interesting because I was waitressing Mm -hmm. and I I was just making like shit money. I was like, man, this sucks. Like I would make, I would like bust my ass all shift and Mm -hmm. like walk home with like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I was like, dude. Where were you waitressing? Ah, Chili's. (laughs) (laughs) The only job I got fired from was Chili's. Uh, Well, your heart wasn't in it. It was not. (laughs) Somebody wanted a, a refill on a soda, and I was like, you don't really need that, though. <laughs> Is that what you said? No. Oh, could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I quit. Mic drop. <laughs> um, no, so actually, this was like before Instagram even came out, and I was kind of noticing promo models, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, like that's kind of cool. Um, you know, they just get to travel, and they go to events, and... So I actually found, I started following all the promo models and then found out who books them. And from there, I reached out to her and I was like, hey, you know, I would love to do this and, you know, please consider me. Yeah. And this was like through a Facebook message. It was like way before email, like I had no other way to contact her. And um, so basically like the next week she wanted to hire me for Monster and from there, I just used my own personal branding and yeah. kind of kept going. Did Instagram have DMs back then? I don't know. I, I feel like there wasn't a DM function back then. That's so crazy. So it took a lot yeah. more work is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, you know, but what I really love about that story is that 
you can't wait for opportunities to come to you. Like you have to, I was so proactive on like figuring out who books the girls and who, you know, is in charge of hiring. And I was like, I'm going to make my own future. Right. Like I'm going to take this into my own hands and yeah. How long did you do that for? I did monster for about three years. Mm -hmm. So I was still in my senior year of college and I would go to school Monday through Thursday. And then I would fly out of town Friday, work Saturday, come home Sunday, and then go back to school on Monday. It was nuts. I mean, I was like, carrying my textbooks like yeah. on the plane and like you're trying to finish though. it because even your whole thing now like you like your website you're you're managing yourself right mm-hmm. um and just from the conversations that we have i know that a lot of it is quote unquote like if not all of it is basically self-made stuff yeah um i something i've really learned like over the years is you really need to learn every aspect of your own business mm-hmm. um and I am a little bit of a control freak. So, <laughs> you know, like bef- my website used to be, you know, under someone else's control and it was very like Victoria's Secret based, um, you know, very sexy. And right. when I wanted to transition to like a mom blogger, I was like, okay, I need to change this. Yeah. And I was like, I have no idea how to design websites. I was like, but it can't be that hard. Right. So by accident, I ended up deleting my whole website and then I was like, all right, we're going to have to build a new one. <laughs> um, so now I just completely know how to build websites and, you know, learning how to do everything is very valuable because when you're starting out, like you don't have the money to hire someone or spend a grand on a website right. or, you know, like you kind of have to fake it till you make it. Isn't it kind of a blessing and a curse? Like you're so pumped on like knowing how to do it. But then, then it's like when something needs to be changed, you're like, shit, now I actually have to do it. Like, I have no excuse because I actually know how. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's it's frustrating. <laughs> so you were with Monster three years into it. Is that when you started decide? like, is that when you started wanting to make the change? Is that when you had cash and all that and you wanted to start, like, transitioning over into a different kind of, you know, branding pathway type of thing? It was actually after I had cash that I wanted to make the transition because, Mm -hmm. you know, I found myself like, okay, am I going to go back into modeling? I think I was about 26 when I had cash and I was like, okay, that's kind of like a timeline for a model. So like, am I going to go back into it to have one or two more years? And, you know, I would do photo shoots that were like bikini based and like still back on that sexier route and I was like I just don't feel like that's me anymore like now I have a three or not he's not three but at that time I had a newborn and um you know I was just like it just kind of messes with my soul like that just wasn't me anymore and respect first of all oh yeah that's real cool thank you so um you know I really had to do like some soul searching and figure out what my next move was going to be and I I kind of realized like I have so much to offer other than like a sexy bikini photo right. i was like you know now this whole world of like mommy and cooking and eating healthy and working out like there's just so many more facets to me and so that's how i kind of started slowly introducing that to my following sure what what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you transitioning from 
you know, monster model to mommy blogger, right? Because with the maybe the content or the way that your brand was uh, positioned before, I'm assuming you got a lot of male attention on Instagram type of thing. And now it's like, well, it's not necessarily catering to guys. So how are you handling that? What are the challenges that you're finding with that? It's still like a trial and error trying to figure out how female I can go (laughs) Um, while still engaging my male following. Um, You know, so I've kind of I've kind of built it just to be like relatable to people and so that people kind of want to follow me versus the content that I put out. You know, I, I talk about like. I want to engage with my followers. Like yeah. my followers are kind of like my little family. And so like, I'm always responding to DMS. I'm always like talking to people. And so I think that was like the biggest lesson that I learned from that was like, it doesn't really matter what you put out as long as you're like into your followers. Like I love my followers yeah. like, into them. <laughs> that's so awesome. dude. Like that's one of the things that I, I can't remember where I heard it, but, Somebody once said it's like the best way to get people to like kind of fall in love with your brand is to fall in love with them first. Okay. And from my limited interactions with you thus far, it's like it's completely true. Like you're very interactive. I can see what you're doing. I think it's really cool actually what you're doing with your brand and definitely different than not only like the monster models or the model type of industry type of thing, but I think a lot different than the moms as well. Um, do you, are you starting to, are you starting to see (laughs) a little context for the listener too? I'm not just DMing moms and models all day. Like (laughs) in case you didn't know, I work, I own a marketing agency and we have to contact a lot of these people sometimes. I just realized how that might sound. (laughs) Sliding in the mom's DMs. Yeah. Just sliding in the mom DMs. Like, no, these are actual people that we have to work with. You're doing research so you can be a dad blogger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How to best execute that. Um, but what's the response been so far from the, like the moms or ex models that you've been communicating with? Now that a lot of my friends are trying to, they're kind of reaching their peak of modeling. Um, you know, they want to get married. They want to have kids. Like we're all in that 30 year old range. And, um, they're actually like all reaching out to me, like asking for advice on like how to transition from a model to a mom blogger and, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like my son is almost four. Yeah. So I basically had this realization four years ago and kind of started the slow process of transitioning. And my demographics, when I started this, they were like literally 98% male mm. and 2% female. And over the last four years, I've grown it to 34% female. Yeah. But like that took four years, you yeah. know? It's crazy. So everything takes time. I I got to, uh, this is kind of off topic, but when you mentioned that one of the times that we talked, I was like, dude, it's so awesome to know that there are people like you who are so in touch with their brand and like, uh, and their business as well. Cause I feel like I could ask a hundred different people, not just models, a hundred different people. Where does your audience skew? You know what I mean? Yeah. They have no idea what the answer is. <laughs> How do you keep up with that? I'm probably on my phone way more than I should be. (laughs) Um, But another thing that's really cool about like Instagram and social media is like how it's evolving because there's 
like the polls and the questions and you know you can be so interactive with your fan base so every once in a while I'll just like ask a couple questions you know like what do you want to see more of or do you like sunrises or sunsets and do you like working out or do you like cooking you know so I can kind of get a better idea of who my following is and tailor my page and my content to what other people want to see that's (laughs) <laughs> so you really do love this marketing thing, which is awesome. I do. It's just so rad for me to hear that from other people. Like, and also you're also validating in my head, like what's going on. Cause I'm like, yeah. Cause I'm like, Alexa's always like, Hey, why are you always on your phone? Like, do you really care that much about like your Instagram? I was like, I'm trying to figure out what the people that talk to me actually care about. So I can yeah. do more of that. Stuff mm-hmm. Anyways, this is not about me. This is about you. <laughs> so let's say, you know, the ex model is coming up to you or just somebody who wants to start their mom blog career or anything like that. What are some like bits of advice for them? Like what are some basic things that they should have in place before they start this? I think they should really have their own voice and kind of realize what kind of a brand they want to put out there. Um, you know, they should have about three different topics that they want to talk about on a regular basis. Mm. You know, mine is beauty, fashion, and like wellness. So like mm. healthy eating, um, working out, stuff like that. But so I think they need to have that. And they also just need to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I know so many girls that are like, I'm starting my blog next month. And then they never actually start it. Yeah. And I'm like, you've been saying this for two years now. Like you could be, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm brutally honest, you yeah. know, I'm like, get your shit together, man. But mm. it really is like, I think people are so afraid to be perfect, like mm. right off the bat. And I made sure to keep my first blog post on my blog mm-hmm. so that if anyone does go back and look at it, like they can see where I started and it was not perfect. Like yeah. it was this like, thousand word very wordy no pictured blog that I was just like writing yeah and you know but it was the that was the whole point is like just do it yeah like get started yeah that's so awesome too I mean just because it just you never know like you never know I think people are so worried about like they're so worried about like people are gonna hate this or somebody might make fun of me but instead you're saying you know somebody might love it Exactly. And, you know, especially when I talk about like co-parenting and my son and, you know, uh, that was like a hard one for me to kind of bring to my brand. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know who this is going to inspire. Like if this is going to inspire just two people, then my my job is complete type thing, because, you know, I think a lot of people have kids and they're not married to the child's dad and you know they're doing the co-parenting and they're doing the struggles of a blended family and but nobody's talking about it because yeah. it's kind of embarrassing like that's not the life you wanted mm. essentially but you know so many people it happens to so many people yeah and to like build a discussion around that like was actually my following loved that like they were like you're real like you're authentic yeah and i was like oh, okay I like I did. I just pulled the band aid off. I talked about it. Yeah. And now it's like less taboo. Yeah. 
than if I would have just kept hiding it under the rug. Yeah, absolutely. And you feel better about like the content you're producing now that it's out, right? Yeah, exactly. Because it's my voice. It's me. It's yeah. my daily. I don't feel like I need to be perfect because yeah. I'm just being me. Yeah. Like I'm being my authentic self. So I have uh, I have a surprisingly a good amount of friends who are managing a, a blended family. Okay. Uh, what are some of your, and, and I believe actually some of the listeners as well, um, what are some of your hacks to do that? A little different uh. than marketing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different than marketing. Um, there's a lot of patience involved in that. Um, yeah, but I, I think just like putting my son first mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing. Um, I've also found it's really beneficial. Like if you have an iPhone to share a calendar mm-hmm. so you guys can like both put stuff in your calendars that's like you know like if my son has swim class that goes in our shared calendar or you know um just always trying to put him first so that nothing is weird for him like his life stays normal and whatever issues we're having are not in front of him there he's never gonna see him but wanting him to know that like mom and dad are both here mom and dad both love you yeah and that's all that matters for him you know yeah that's awesome i've i've unfortunately like been in some situations where i feel like the parents are they're arguing but it's not about the kids they're arguing about the both of them trying to be right in a situation instead of what's better for the kids yeah i mean was that something that you you know, developed over time or is that, was that just instinctual for you? I think, I mean, I always go back to marketing, but (laughs) I think building my brand kind of re like it gave me like the stability and like the backbone to keep things not dramatic. Sure. Um, you know, like always being in the spotlight and always like having eyes on me kind of gave me that instinctual habit to like I just I have to be stronger than the drama right you know and um not not bring that drama into my work life or my brand essentially like yeah so but you're not even talking about your brand on Instagram it's just like your life like who you are yeah yeah so yeah, I think just kind of like reassuring who I am as a person mm-hmm. mixed with my brand mm-hmm. kind of gave me that extra power. Do you always look toward your brand pillars, quote unquote, uh, when you're faced with a difficult situation and just be like, you know, what do I do in this situation type of thing? And you're focusing on those values to make your decisions? Absolutely. Because I don't know how to like properly say this, but. I feel like my life is a business Mm -hmm. in a sense because, you know, it's my brand, but also I just have learned to stay so professional in different things. And, you know, when you're unprofessional is when like the bad stuff happens. So yeah, I definitely like try to look back towards that and like, because I don't, my business is my name, yeah. so I don't ever want my own name tarnished. Yeah. And so that's definitely, I'm always realigning with like my 
core values. Yeah, for sure. That's rad. You recently got married. I did. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> um, it was awesome. We got married in Colorado, and we're coming up on three months. So. Yeah. How long have you known your husband? Um, I've known him for about two years in April. So like a year and a half. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so, okay. So this is kind of, I, this is kind of an interesting question. And I feel like not just models or bloggers or anything have to deal with this, but how does, I think everybody deals with it really. How does, how does your husband deal with you always being on the internet, being on the phone, taking photos, that sort of thing? <laughs> Um, it was definitely an adjustment because he, before he met me, had no idea, like, the severity of social media. <laughs> <laughs> the, the severity is definitely a good way to put it. <laughs> I mean, you know, now, now he, uh, he'll be like, oh, it's not your peak time to post. I'm like, stop. <laughs> he's like, he's awesome because, um, when I have to go take pictures, he's usually the man behind the camera. He's my true Instagram husband. And uh, have you seen that video? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. So perfect. He's, he's like, that's me. That's that's me. <laughs> Mine's the opposite with Alexa because she was before she was the one taking pictures of me. I felt like such so a dork. The insta wife. The insta wife. Yeah. Anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah. So he um he now has like an opinion on nice. photos and like it's not like oh you shouldn't post this one because it's like too sexy or it's whatever, but. He'll be like, the photography on that was amazing. Like, you need to post that one. I'm like, my page isn't about photography. So <laughs> he always jokes that he's going to start his own Instagram page just for photography. That's awesome, <laughs> like, though. At least, so, at least you guys are, like, working on it together and I it's know. not, like, this separate life you have. We've literally had fights because he wants it to be – he's like – the angles on this are not good or like the composition. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> I was like, it's my Instagram. I'm posting what I want. <laughs> I look that's, better in this one. <laughs> that's better than the other way around, man. I, I can only imagine like, it sounds like he's a really secure, supportive dude. So shout yeah. out to Travis. First of all, that's yes. awesome. Um, but uh, it could have been the other way. I mean, like shoot, like I'm sure there's still creepy dudes on the internet, like messaging you or whatever it is. And he could get upset about that. But instead he, takes it the other way and wants to build up your brand instead. Yeah. What a it's, great relationship. He is amazing. I knew from the first day I met him that he was going to be mine forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever and ever, babe. <laughs> um, so I have another question for you too. Do you, I, do you post a lot of content with, um, with cash on there as well? Cash being your son. I don't know if we mentioned that. that yes. was his name. Um, yeah. I don't post a lot of money pictures. <laughs> Just balling. No, uh, cash is my son. And I, I still have like mixed feelings mm -hmm. on posting about him. Um, just because I worry about the people lurking, mm -hmm. you know, like the people that aren't engaging with my stuff. I'm always thinking about them. Um, right. you know, I never like geotag where I'm at until I've already left or so with posting for like with him, I'm always like, cautious yeah. because I don't want his face to be so recognizable to everybody that if they saw him on the street they would know that was my son yeah. so I you know I really want to like protect him like that's always been my main goal so uh, you know occasionally I'll post him and he's always in my stories because he's always with me um yeah. 
but and he love he loves being on the camera. He seems so like, <laughs> chill. Like he's, he's always like on his iPad. I feel like I obviously watch your stories. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, like <laughs> it's always on his iPad or just like you guys are doing some fun stuff. It looks like. Yeah, he is. He's pretty go 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 until he falls asleep, and then he's just like out. Yeah. Like he will sleep 10, 12 hours, but uh, he's great. Like he'll go to events with me and he'll shake hands and. Really? Yeah, That's he's awesome. he's like a little dude. You he know, he's great like, on camera. We did that video. I saw the footage. I was like, dang, he held that pretty well. Yeah, yeah. he. I think you know he's kind of growing up in my industry, yeah. and you know everyone's like, you should get him into modeling, and you know, so maybe, maybe down the road, if that's something he wants to do, yeah, we'll do it. But he loves being in front of the camera. That's awesome. <laughs> like mother, like son, I guess. Maybe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question. Now that you have your family, you have your, you know, you're married now. Uh, cash is growing up a little bit, and you've you've definitely pivoted your brand. But do you ever see a situation where you go back to like modeling and you know, not necessarily like promo girl or anything like that, but like you know, just uh, the more risque type of stuff? Do you ever see a situation like that ever happening again? Oh no. <laughs> I mean, that's like a serious hard no. Um, and it's not that I have a problem with it or I have a, you know, like I'm not going to judge anyone else if that's like what they do. But mm-hmm. I, like I said, I had a really big moment where I was like, this just doesn't like make my soul happy anymore yeah. to like just be a sexy body. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, I went to school, like I have an opinion, I have an education I have so much more to offer than just being a body so you know like I literally told myself I had a photo shoot and I was like this is my last photo shoot like you know I still um I just had a photo shoot with fit body boot camp and I still model but I do it more on my terms and like what I want to wear and you know I I still do the sexy yeah but not it you know without being like objectified type exactly of yeah. like i just felt like my time doing that was done and you know props to anyone else who still does that but it just it wasn't for me anymore what does make your soul happy my son for sure um you know and and like talking about marketing like that's for me is just so fun and um I spend I feel like so much time on my computer learning mm-hmm. more about marketing because it's always changing yeah and that's what I loved about it when I started in school was that like social media was just kind of starting to come out right. and that social media marketing was like then a thing and you know so I'm excited to like see how it's always evolving and yeah. you know um, where it's going to go next. Yeah, and creating strategies around Yeah, that. like that's so fun for me. Such a pain. How do you like IGTV? <laughs> I am not really a fan, mm. to be honest, because I don't know how to edit them. And I, I also you can. Yeah, and I just don't feel like people like watching a 10-minute video that's unedited. Yeah. Like I wouldn't sit and watch somebody. <laughs> it's such a process. And like yeah. The user, like the interface is so difficult because it's, it's like covering half the thing. I don't know how to go back or forward. I don't know where I am. Most yeah. Of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've uploaded a couple videos because I do like how convenient it is that it's, you know, the up and down 
format. Um, you know, because most of the time that's how I get my little clips of cash or, you know, just small little videos. So I'll put those up there and that's kind of convenient, but then like you can't add a cover once it's already uploaded and you can't edit it. And it's just, you know, I feel like it was one of those like, Hey, we're just going to break into this real quick before anybody else does. And, like, make a little bit of a stamp, you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of, like, get rid of all the other video apps. Exactly. Like, they're just kind of trying to, like, build Instead of stealing from Snapchat this time, they decided, hey, we're going to do something that, like, almost, that they might do in the future and put a roadblock there, I feel like, was the thought process. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. What do you want your, uh, what do you want your followers to know about you now? my followers know about me now I think I want my followers to know that like I'm always growing you know and I want everyone else to continue growing like you shouldn't ever be stuck where you're at if you're not happy and there's so much room for growth in the day and age that we're in now because social media like connects so many people that you could be a blogger in Oregon, but still have like the same value as someone who lives in LA and going to castings all the time. And so, you know, I'm excited to see like where social media takes me next. Mm -hmm. Um, because I never would have expected myself eight years ago to be a blogger now. Yeah. I was like, man, I never would have guessed that. I thought I would have for sure been in marketing myself, (laughs) like working at a desk, but you know, so I'm, um just stay tuned because i don't know where it's gonna go next (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome caitlin as you might know we like to wrap every episode with a bit of advice from our guests to the listener so whether it be the aspiring mommy blogger or the model or just you know just the listener in general what's one thing you would want to say to them i would say to always be learning um you know and be if like don't be afraid to try something new because it could be a huge hit or it could not be but you know just take that leap like take a little time like invest in yourself just do it and you know follow through like make make a little splash i love that uh for everybody that wants to connect with you where can they find you they can go to my website, which is CaitlinAnsari.com, or you can find me on all social media that is Caitlin Ansari. It's all the same handle. I get on social media early so that I get my own handle. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody take Caitlin Ansari on the next big social media. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so I'll buy it from you. <laughs> to the listener, we really appreciate your time and your ear. If you love the episode, we would dig a five-star review. If you didn't like it that much, feel free to stick it to us, but subscribe anyway because we're going to have a lot of incredible guests just like Caitlin back on the show. And don't forget, if you love content like this delivered to you on a regular basis, subscribe to The Monday Standard at MikhailAlfon.com for motivating and inspiring content right to your inbox. Thank you again, Caitlin.